Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-host, Dana Street, as well as Peggy Williams and Leslie Hollowell, who will be joining us this semester as we talk about some topics that are prevalent in our culture from a biblical view. Today, we began our spring Bible study, All That Matters, Walk Worthy, the message of Colossians and Philemon, and what a joy it was to be back together with friends and each of you listening now as we walk through Paul's message to the Colossians that is just as relevant in the 21st century. Because when we grasp the reality of who Christ is and what He has done on our behalf, our perspective will be dramatically changed, and we will see that He truly is all that matters. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, ladies, Peggy and Leslie, what a delight it is to have you both here. Not only are these two women phenomenal Bible teachers, they also counsel in our biblical guidance department and have just a wealth of wisdom because they have grounded their lives in the Word of God. And I appreciate it and admire both of you so much. And we really, really appreciate and value your time. So thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. And all semester. We get you all yeah, semester. No, no, no. That's exciting and very like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have that much wealth and wisdom. We could keep you longer, I know, to offer to those who are listening. But today's topic is just fear and anxiety. And if there's anything that has gripped our culture or describes our culture over the last couple of years, it would have to be fear and anxiety. Mm. So are you seeing this in your counseling as no, well? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because there's a lot to be anxious about. That's a valid point. There's so much to be anxious about. And especially with COVID, I think we've been shut up. And so we've had time to think about all the things that we've been anxious about all along. So there's mm-hmm. valid reasons to be anxious. The Bible talks a lot about being anxious. And I think as Christians, we get guilty because we are, but we don't want to stay there because there's remedy. Mm, What about you, Leslie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I deal a lot more with teenage girls and college age girls. And I think this has played a big factor just in their fear and anxiety has risen to the surface during this last couple of years, especially. Not that it hasn't always been there, but I think we can look at it almost as a positive, like, hey, they're really, it's there on the surface. Now let's address the true meaning of how to deal with it. So that's exactly right. And, you know, the stats I see is that Gen Z has the highest stress, anxiety, Mm -hmm. and depression level of any previous generation. And a lot of people are linking that to social media and the amount of time they spend on their phones and on the internet because... I think male and female, but especially women, we are so prone to comparison mm-hmm. and competition. It is. It is. What we feed our minds. Yeah. So what's the remedy? What are we to do? I think, you know, we look at scripture and the famous verse, don't worry, don't worry at anything, just prayer. And I think people stop at that and go, I can't do that because I'm already sunk. And that verse, it really says, don't do it to begin with, but that's impossible. But I think it really says once you begin and you catch yourself, stop yourself and intentionally begin praying about those very things. And I think I've heard our pastor say, if you're a good worrier, you're a really good prayer because that's a looping thing that you're thinking about. Mm. And so we learn things by practicing. We get really good practicing. And I think as we take each specific thing, we name it out. We remember who there is our God and we surrender that to Him. And I think we just make that a point of prayer. And there's Thanksgiving in that one. That's just such a prayer. We get really good at prayer and our focus begins our God instead of our own thing that we're anxious Mm. about. Because anxiety is oppressive and fear oppresses it. It feeds the anxiety mm-hmm. and the knot in your stomach yeah. and the tightness in your chest. And 
when we choose thanksgiving, when we choose to shift our focus off of ourselves and onto the Lord, it really does give us a break in our inner man. Like it gives us the opportunity mm-hmm. to breathe mm-hmm. and to shift our focus from ourselves and the things we're anxious about onto the Lord and onto who we are because we're in Him. I know that's one of the remedies is, okay, what's our identity in Christ? Yeah. How do we go forward with this? Mm-hmm. And like we talked about this morning, when our identity is in Christ, when we see ourselves that way, we are actually seeing ourselves the way God sees us. Mm. And there's just something about that. I was talking to some ladies earlier this morning about that. And the minute I said it, it was just like it washed over me. It was like sometimes just in my life, I have these shalom moments where you just feel like there was just peace that entered my heart. Even as I said that, which happens when we quote scripture. When we pray, Mm. when we are lifting those things, when we are immediately turning those things that come into our mind into prayers, not things that we allow to fester. And I think the power is speaking it out loud. Mm. Mm. I think when our own ears hear truth spoken out, now the enemy hears it too, which I so want him to know whose team I'm on, not his. But when we speak it out loud, it resonates in us in a different kind of way. And you do have that peace. And if you just think it, it is powerful, but it's not as powerful. You know, I myself had a season of just, I felt like grief, like a year of just loss after loss after loss. And I remember a certain season where actually back last July, there was a lot going on and I just was filled with anxiety. But I remember Psalm 94, 19 says, when anxiety was great within me, your word brought consolation to my soul. Mm -hmm. So I went upstairs and I just got with the Lord Mm -hmm. and I sat in his word, but I ended up in Deuteronomy 4, 29. And it says, if from there, you seek the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with all your hearts. And so I wrote the word there and I started just listing my, you know, fear, anxiety, disp- I mean, just all of it. You mm-hmm. know? And it's just so true. Like that verse came to fruition mm-hmm. because when anxiety was great with it, his word brought peace. And I think we have to go back to the truth of that. You know, like it's not that we're not going to have anxiety. It's not that we're not going to have fear, exactly. but where are we going to take that? So And retraining ourselves. Like you said, Peggy, we just have to say, no, I'm not going to allow myself to dwell on that. And to be very conscious of when the thought does come, we're going to put a stop to it right now. And to have an action step, whether it is praying, whether it's scripture, whether it's putting in worship music, to just have several things that are there that you know you need to readily do. But we have to know those things beforehand. And so I think there needs to be preparation. There needs to be a plan. Mm. Plan of action is excellent. I use the scripture, 1 Peter 5, 7, a lot, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And I've had women say, I tried that. It didn't work. And I said, it's not a one and done thing. You've got to practice that. I said, I'll give it to God and I'll take it back in five minutes. And I've got to teach myself, I'm going to give it back. And if it's a hundred times in an hour, I'm going to give it back because I'm building a faith muscle right there. Mm. I'm teaching. I'm weaning myself Mm. away from myself onto God. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to continue doing that. But you have to do these things more than one time to make it a right. part of who you are, right. your identity. Mm. <laughs> you have yes. to practice these yeah. things. I read yes. a book by Craig Rochelle a couple of years ago, and he talked about having a God box. And when those things would come into his mind, he would put them into the box. I like mm-hmm. that. And then when it comes back to your mind, are you going to go back in the box and you're going to take it back out? Or are you going to leave it mm. there? Are you going to take mm. what really is God's back out of the box and say, God, you can't handle this? Or 
am I going to leave it there and leave it with God and know that I can cast it all upon him? Why? Because he cares for me. That's such a vivid illustration that I think all of us could get. And I think about the people that you counsel with and you're saying, well, I tried that and it it didn't work. (laughs) Give them a God box. (laughs) Then it makes you have to physically go and take it out to worry about it again instead of leaving it in there. And am I going to tell God you can't handle whatever it is I'm anxious or fearful about? No, I'm going to leave it with him. But it's that reminder of, ooh, I don't want to take it away from him because I'll mess things Mm -hmm. up. Only the Lord can handle those things. Mm -hmm. And To be able to retrain our mind, which is such a beautiful thing that neuroscientists have made us aware of now in the study of the brain, that God created our brains to be renewed. Mm -hmm. And sweet doctor friend of mine said that science has finally caught up with the Bible. (laughs) I just love that. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. And it really takes only about 21 days to create a new neural pathway and Mm -hmm. about 60 days for it to become our default. Mm -hmm. So just a little over two months, you've got a whole new way of thinking if we'll be consistent. But the problem is when we start, it's moment by moment. But then we'll find after we've been doing it moment by moment for a few days, we've gone for several hours and have not had an anxious thought or that thing has not come back up. Mm -hmm. And when it does, it's easier for us to say, nope, I Mm -hmm. gave that to the Lord. I'm not taking that back out. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find you've gone for a week without thinking about it. And it gets easier and easier because you've created a whole new pathway, a whole new way of thinking in your mind. And can I just say something to that? Because I love that subject. So neural pathways are deep ruts in your brain. And if they're bad ones, you're just deep thing. That's who I am. That's how you hear. Mm -hmm. And as you start forming new neural pathways with the positive thoughts of God's truth, not only are you forming deeper ruts in truth, but those actually others are fading away. And our creator, God, made our minds to do that all along. And Isn't science is just not catching up with it. I know. I just love <laughs> yes. that. And yeah. the cool thing was, y'all know my story and know that when Steve and I first got married, I went through having like literal panic attacks. In fact, I looked up the definition because I think anybody listening who's had one will get this. A panic attack causes sudden brief feelings of fear and strong physical reactions in response to ordinary non-threatening situations. When you're having a panic attack, you may sweat a lot, have difficulty breathing, and feel like your heart is racing. It may feel as if you're having a heart attack. Panic disorder can develop when you worry too much about having another panic attack. (laughs) That's where I was about speaking in front of adults. And it literally was full-blown, can't breathe, heart's racing. I really thought I was going to have a heart attack. And I didn't realize at the time, because this was 30 years ago or more, that when the sweet, Mm. precious, godly woman prayed over me and talked to me about taking thoughts captive and Mm. claiming Christ and saying, no, God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And then not long after that, I heard a Christian speaker on Christian radio say, you have five seconds to deal with a thought Mm -hmm. or it will deal with you. And I realized, okay, Mm -hmm. I can't let it lodge. Like I have to deflect it before it even penetrates my mind. So I started fighting it that way. And wow. And then it was gone. And then years later, I found out I was creating your neural pathway. (laughs) (laughs) But I look back on it now and I can't even think that that was me. Like it seems Mm. so hard to believe that I was that person who had panic attacks talking to adults that just, but it was Mm. so very Mm. real when you're in the midst of it. And it feels overwhelming. It really does. And I think we have to give women freedom to heal. We live in such a fast paced world Mm -hmm. that 21 days sounds like forever to somebody, (laughs) you know? And yet a diet, do you know, <laughs> as much as I would like to lose weight by tomorrow, right. we have to go through yeah. the refeeding process and retraining mm-hmm. and all of that. And that's hard for women. That's mm-hmm. really hard to say, 
hey, I'm going to step back and it's okay if I'm not involved in all this for while I heal, you know? Yeah. And so Paul says in Romans 7, I went through and highlighted all the eyes, I, I, I. And he goes on to say, you know, the war that's waged against our mind. But mm-hmm. then when you get in chapter 8, he never one time says I. Mm-hmm. He says spirit, 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 spirit. Yeah. And so knowing we're not in it by ourselves, but also giving us time to heal. Well, and that's part of the beauty of community as well. Mm-hmm. and walking alongside people. And we need people to come alongside us and say, you know what? It's okay. What you're going through mm-hmm. is hard. Yes. I talked to somebody this morning mm-hmm. and I looked her in the face. I said, what you're going through is hard. Yes. So give yourself time. Yes. Grieve. It is okay to grieve. Don't feel like you need to snap your fingers. Right. We live in an instant yeah. society. Yes. That, is, so. that is what it is. And there are just some things that we cannot instant ourselves out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Here's the thing. I tell you, I have tried to instant myself out of of some things. They always come back. Yes, always. Why? Because it's based on my will. Right, not doubt will. It is not dealing with it the way. It's very quotable. I like that, quotable. (laughs) But it's when I then allow God. Mm. And God has a completely different timetable. But he's always faithful. Always and we faithful. No, he's always going to come through for us. Well, and we come out stronger on the other side. Yes, we do. Oh, without a doubt. But you know, this morning I worked with the homeschool girls, and we were looking at just the very beginning verses still. But Paul says grace and peace over and over. Well, Second mm. Peter chapter one verse three says grace and peace be yours in abundance oh. through your knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. And I think you know the more time we spend getting to know God. We're going to trust him more, you know, and that anxiety is going to begin to diminish even more because, well, I'm going to trust him in that. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to trust that he knows best. And for me, that has been something that's been huge. Like, I'm going to get to know God above anything else, and then I'm going to start Mm -hmm. dealing with these issues underneath. But that's the primary Issue. It, it is. It is. Right there. Yes. yes. It's yes. knowing him and then knowing that we can trust yes. him. It's like yes. Psalm 1, 1968 that I shared this morning. Yeah. You are good and you do good. Teach me your decrees. Help me to yes. know your words. Yes. I trust yeah. that you are good and you mm-hmm. do good, that I see it for myself, not only in scripture, but then mm-hmm. I see it lived out of my own life as I begin to trust him and believe that he is good mm-hmm. and he only does good. And so once we see him as he is, then and mm-hmm. only then are we able to grasp our identity in him. That when you're in Christ Jesus, it completely changes your identity. Regardless of what your past has tried to tell you about who you are, what somebody else, or even just that whole what you perceive that other people think of you, because the enemy (laughs) lies to us about that too. We have to recognize who we are. And boy, if you're listening, go to Ephesians chapter one Mm -hmm. and just immerse yourself in the blessings Mm -hmm. that, you know, it tells us we have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. but then it just starts listing them. We're chosen, we're holy, blameless, adopted. We've been redeemed. We've been forgiven. We've received an inheritance. We've been sealed Mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. It's just, wow. (laughs) If we could just begin to grasp a portion of that, how it would change our perspective. Something that I personally love about Bible studies, I like to find twins in the Bible and like Old and New Testament. Mm -hmm. These are the two verses I use more than anything, helping women with anxiety. And so the first one I quoted, the first Peter, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And so some of that same verbiage is in Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. 
And I was teaching that one time in my life group, and I thought, I think I know what this means, but I'm just going to look up everything to make sure. And y'all, oh my goodness, so burden. I looked at burden, mm-hmm. and I know it's heavy because I feel heaviness. Anxiety weighs a man's heart down. I looked at that burden, and literally that means that really very heavy thing that the Lord has allowed you to have, that you might present it back to Him in worship mm-hmm. and trust. Mm-hmm. Now, do you understand how specific that would be of how we could actually very specifically grow in the Lord by that specific gift that no one else could give because no one else is you. No one else has your particular set of circumstances. And that is a worship mm-hmm. thing. That is motivation for me to give it up. Like, yes, I want to hang on to it. But to think about it like that, this is a gift to you. With trembling hands, God, and I'm probably going to take it back, but with trembling hands, I'm going to give it. And I can actually know Him more and be conformed greater to the image of Jesus in that very thing that's troubling me. That is an amazing thought. Mm. And the enemy doesn't want us to know that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and he also doesn't want us to know that once we've given it over and trusted the Lord, we will not be shaken. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are you seeing with some of our younger women, our teens and college students? And what are some of the things that they're grasping, that they're able to hang on to? You know, when it comes to anxiety, I think Number one, it's across the board. I don't think anyone is exempt for it. It's just depending. And so much of it is, is community. Getting, you know, God's word tells us, he who walks with the wise grows wise. And teaching them how to, instead of let it own them, how to cast their cares upon the Lord, how to train them. And for me, a lot of times it's, you know, you're going down a road and you know that road is leading to anxiety. You have a choice. Giving them back the ownership and the choice in the matter to, you know what, I'm going to go down this road. And a lot of them, I'm like, make you a list of A, B, you know, Mm -hmm. retrain your thought, just like you can turn off a road you don't want to go down. You can turn your mind to scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes me and Hudson will like name, you know, if he's having a bad day. And I'm like, let's get off that thought. Let's go to a different thought. And so I'm like, tell me a state that starts with G, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just really, really training them. But so much of it goes to scripture too. going back to Mm -hmm. say, okay, an A verse, I will abide in Christ, a B verse, Mm -hmm. even just getting them back to the understanding that they can take that thought captive so that thought won't take them captive and giving them the tools to do that, you know? And so that's the beauty. I think that Peggy and I, we, I'm humbled that I get to open scripture with girls for an hour and teach them those things. But also just knowing that we get to do that, but they get the choice to put it into practice, you know? And how exhilarating when you see a woman grasp it Mm. and start doing it, but how frustrating Uh when they keep choosing to go their own way. Because I know just as a pastor's wife, I've experienced that in counseling. And and I remember one time this young woman walked out just hardened Mm. to the truth of God, Mm. to the gospel. I just wanted to bang my head on the wall. You know, I felt so responsible. Like, how could I have done that better? And the Lord just revealed to me, now she has a choice to make. You know, you presented the truth and she has a choice and it's her choice. It's not your responsibility. If I could do it for her, I would. Mm. And it's what you just said about taking thoughts captive before they take you captive. And that's such a vivid word picture for me, because if I don't take it captive, it's going to take Mm -hmm. me captive. So if I'm wanting to walk in peace and wanting to know the peace of God that he promises to give me, if I'll choose not to worry, I've got to actively I do it like Teflon. <laughs> and I'll put my hand up like Teflon. Nope, not coming nope. in. Yeah. Nope. Like I deflect it. You know, it's like you're not even entering my mind. Yeah. That hand goes up. And literally, if you yeah. have to physically put your hand up and say, no, I refuse that mm-hmm. thought. It's not from God. 
And then you say out loud mm. the truth that yes, counteracts whatever absolutely. that anxious is. thought is that's trying to take you captive. Yeah. And you instead take it captive mm. to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And God has given us the ability mm -hmm. to do that in the spirit. That is so tremendous. Speaking of spirit. So I've been studying to speak at Catalyst. And my little talk is you are not your thoughts. But I'm adding, but you will always battle your thoughts. <laughs> yes. you know? yeah. and, yes. and as I was studying through that, how in John it talks about the spirit and the spirit in the Greek means paraclete. Well, what a paraclete is, was in the Greek, it was a warrior. And they would say, get your paraclete, get your battle partner mm -hmm. before you go out. And how what a beautiful word mm -hmm. picture that was to me is I got really excited. I was like, oh, I've got a battle yes, partner. Yes, you know, yes, that's what we yes. got to teach these kids. Yes. You have a battle partner. You don't have to do this by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Mm -hmm. And the freedom is on the other side of that. And we all yes. want freedom. Christ died that we might be set free. And I just want women to crave that freedom that they'll do anything it takes to get to that point. It is what the very thing we're talking about, the thoughts. Yes. But how can we live our days if we're not free? Not right. fully. Not right. fully. No, we can't. And mm -hmm. then we miss the abundant life yes. that Jesus Christ died to give us. And yes. instead, we're letting the enemy come in and still kill and destroy. But Jesus, I came to give you life and give it to you in abundance. And that abundant life is a beautiful picture of resting in Him. And we don't have time for that thought. We might have to pick that back up yeah. next week. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like we're just beginning to scratch the yeah. surface on this, but our time is up for this week. Thank you all so much. I am so excited and looking forward to how the Lord will direct our yes. conversations this semester and help us deal with the mm. things we're all facing, we're all dealing with, and let's find our answers in mm. His Word. I need All to right. give a shout out to my my little homeschool girls. I told them to listen, and I would give <laughs> a shout awesome. out. <laughs> hey, <right. laughs> That's wonderful. Dana, uh, would you pray for us? Sure. Father, we want to stop right now and just hold up those who are listening to this podcast who really are in the throes yes. of fear and anxiety. Oh, Lord, would you please... Lord, we ask you to just go and sit with them right now, to be that warrior fighting for them and give them that middle picture yes. of you are the one. You are, as Leslie said, that paraclete. You are fighting alongside them for them. Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength when thoughts come, when the enemy assails them with those fiery darts of thoughts, that you would give them the will to say, I give no consent to that thought and to not let it lodge. Father, we thank you, Peggy said, that it is for freedom yes. that we have been set free. So walk in it. Lord, as we are learning what it really means to walk worthy of you, as we are asking you, Father, to just work within our hearts to where we see that you are all that matters. Lord, I thank you that you are still at work in each one of our lives. You don't give up on us. You keep on working. And so, God, thank you. Thank you. We praise you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the grace and peace, for mercy. Thank you for all of those things that you so freely give to us. Lord, you lavish those things upon us. I pray that we would walk in the gifts that you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.